we are back once again for this, our most septinal episode of Sky Mail, the Blake Sky Mailbag. And I am joined today with an Oops All Villains uh, cast, including the devious, dastardly Professor August Howard, as played by Ness. Say hi, Ness. Hello. You forgot to say demonishly handsome. Mm, that's true. I did. I did forget that. Uh, and also joining us, we have uh, professional gangster turned uh, professional monster, Zane. Yeah, Cthulhu photogging and all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, nice to have both of you guys here today. Uh, and uh, you know, I actually kind of put out some. Uh, feelers for tailored questions just for you all and we actually got one for each of you so Ooh. oh nice let's answer each other's <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll just do a swap the uh, old mailbag switcheroo uh the first one that we've got uh is from evil gandhi and the question is uh civ player <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely a Sith player. Uh, anyway, uh, does August Howard have his doctorate, and uh, or is he one of those Doctor Doom type of doctors? Mm. Ah, well, um, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. Traveled quite extensively. Led through the Black Plague and had a pretty good time during that. Seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the the real canonical answer is yes. I think uh, he has he has several. In fact, yeah, yeah, yeah he has uh, a doctorate both in uh, ancient linguistic studies uh, and uh, anthropology. Ancient hit. Anthropology and ancient history as well. He's a he's a he's a very erudite son of a gun. And surprisingly, interpretive dance. Uh, you're not supposed to spoil. You're not supposed to spoil future episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to work out how to do interpretive dance on a podcast. I will let you know as soon as I find out. <laughs> it's very interpretive. Uh, Just 68 seconds of. Uh, sneakers squeaking. Yeah, just gentle, soft shoe like foot. Yeah, um, exactly. You know that this does actually bring up an interesting point, though. Like the whole like Doctor Doom type Doctor villain, and the fact that you know usually those villains are all about call me Doctor. I'm about the the title of Doctor, but he. I, I feel like he prefers Professor. Exactly. That uh, that was kind of my point. Was why why do you think that is? Well, here's the thing. If I had my doctorate, I would pref- I would want a professor because when people call you a doctor, they're like, oh, oh, do you know how to, like, my cousin has this pain in his back or, oh, my stomach. <laughs> no, I'm not that kind of doctor. And after a while, you probably get tired of it, right? Yeah, kind of a, uh, a raw situation from friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, def- I definitely think it's that. And I think, you know, that he's, he's, he's definitely got, like, a, oh, you know, I, but, what I care about is, you know, my, my relationship with my students. Uh, I mean, in this case, it's cultivating them into either cultists or murdering them for sacrifice. But, uh, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. I, and I think, I think maybe he's not even conscious of it, but there is that thing where, yeah, a doctor is highly valued in society. But when someone is a professor, they immediately have like a little bit of authority over you. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a good point. Man, we're 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 getting that deep dive into the uh, August Howard psyche on this one. Yeah, I can't wait for the dance episode. <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Uh, it'll be it'll be right after our next Brant Storm episode. Uh, oh, the the mystery for Blake Sky to solve on this one is: Does this mole look normal? Uh, okay, he's not that kind of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the thing: is was this actually intended for August Howard, or were they just 
asking Blake to look at wherever this mole is. Okay, so let me let me pull up this picture of the mole. Yeah, that's actually not a mole. That's a marmot. Oh, huh. <laughs> a nice marmot. You know, do you do you ever think there's been a uh, like a, a doctor of like anthropology or linguistics, and they're in a situation where someone's like, "Is there a doctor?" and they have to be like, "Do I say it? Do I?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's part of getting the degree. You're compelled to answer because yes. it's like, yeah, I am, but I'm not. Am I just showing off? And then you go, whatever, I'll say it. You're like, yes, I'm a doctor, and then you kill them. It it, it makes me it <laughs> makes me think of that meme where it was like, I'm a vegan. The, oh, uh, it was it was the one where like the person's on the plane and they're like, is there a doctor or whatever? And then it's like the the parents like that could have been you, but you know, instead you chose to do this. It's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Please stop. I've always said, is there a doctor on the plane? And someone just goes, I'm a vegan. It's like, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. Um, I think I think we have drained the well on this question. Uh, so on to the next one, which is from a listener who goes by the name of Snogsathoth. Ooh. Uh, which it, I, I feel like that's the most kissable eldritch horror. Hey, yeah, I feel like it comes around every February 4th. <laughs> hey everyone, it's little Snogsathoth. He wants to be your friend. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure little Snog is a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the question for this one is uh, how did you come up with the super creepy monster in the latest episode? Which I feel like there are like multiple layers to that. There's like the the character concept, and then there's like the execution. So um, my, my my question is, what monster? <laughs> oh, you mean that's you, just Herschel? You, you mean yeah? You mean the hero, uh, Dead Koenig? Yeah. Yeah, this has all just been a setup to actually introduce the main protagonist. It's a, you know. I also really appreciate how you're trying to merge this universe with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, with the... Uh, the I Rat mean, King. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I haven't even introduced you to uh, the adolescent... Uh, mal malformed terrapins that are going to be in the next episode. <laughs> Blake, there's a giant anthropomorphic rhinoceros and warthog. He's called Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Wait, those music forms haven't even been invented yet. <laughs> Quiet, you. The uh, the question is. Oh, sorry, I already said the question. Uh, sorry. You, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 way too high for this. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Hell yeah, brother. Uh, no, it, it is legal here, but not for me because I'm owned by the U.S. government still. Uh, yeah. The so w with regard to like the character concept, uh, I, I it was actually uh, Gabby who plays um, Eleanor Kostansky who we were talking about like ideas for creepy monsters and stuff like that, and one of the ones that she brought up was the Rat King, just as like a a notion to build off of and I kind of I liked the idea of it having this mundane folklore history but that was just like the misinterpretation of another phenomenon basically so and for anyone listening who doesn't know what a rat king is occasionally a whole bunch of rats will get their tails t like tangled together through excrement and mud and filth and just chaos and it becomes this scuttling mass of rats and this would happen uh, throughout history and there's a few like preserved examples in like formaldehyde I think and it's just the ultimate creepy nonsense in real life it's a bunch of rats that move as a unit and it's freaky as hell but god I love it and uh, from, I mean from there I'm, I'm a sucker for I, I think anyone that knows me knows that one of my favorite movies of all time is John Carpenter's The Thing. Hell yeah. I think I showed you that movie. You you did. You were the person that introduced me to it. Big big fan as well. God, what a movie. What, what Once more, 90% uh, of the good things in my life come from you showing them to me. Uh, oh. Uh, but there, there's definitely some kind of homage to, like, the dogs scene uh, in that. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to to Zane actually and talk about how uh, you take a half decent idea and turn it into absolute freaking gold uh, vocally. So there were two inspirations for the voice of Herschel a la Rat King, and one was Men in Black. Um, the uh, gosh, I'm so I wish I knew the character's name, but um, Edgar, Edgar, yes, Edgar, who is if you haven't seen Men in Black, get on that right now. One, uh, it a character is consumed by a giant alien cockroach, and the giant alien cockroach walks around wearing his skin, and a serious credit to Vince D'Onofrio for his performance, both vocally and physically. Because I love, he he appears to, as the movie goes on, he visibly decays, both from a physical aspect and like a voice aspect, like the voice gets worse and worse. And he kind of in the back of the throat. But I didn't do that. Like it's, it's just Herschel. But really, I love the feeling of a, the flesh of someone being worn by something much bigger. Um, I always love the way that it, Edgar talks there's this tone of he's kind of in pain. Like, it's really uncomfortable. Maybe not pain. Like, oh, I'm suffering. But, like, this, oh, it's like I'm wearing a pair of pants that's too tight. Like, come on. Ugh. Like, I, why did I buy it this size? Um, so that was that was my first inspiration. And if you want to stop my rambling, feel free. Um, no, 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 no. Like, You've never heard Skymail before, have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the second inspiration was uh, the G-Man from the Half-Life series. Um, I absolutely adore the G-Man, and I love that he sounds like he is trying to speak despite never having to speak before. The concept of having to force air through his mouth hole is like a weird alien concept to him. So he has that, like, certain syllables he struggles with, like he says, Dr. Freeman. Like, it's like this weird uptick in... I just love the... I, I wish I knew the, the, vo- the name of the voice actor who... Um, perform the G-Man, especially in Half-Life 2, because he does such an amazing job, and there's these weird, awkward, like, gasps of inhalation, like he forgot to breathe because he's never had to do it before. I I, I genuinely adore the G-Man and as a concept, and uh, I've not played Half-Life Alex yet. I can't afford that nonsense, um, but I'm going to look up a YouTube video of it, probably. But. M- Michael Shapiro? Yes, yes, that sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. And, and you describing the way he talks reminds me of uh that uh short story they're made of meat oh um yeah is that yes yes i know what you're talking about yes i i actually don't know so uh if you want to throw that yeah another another thing you can uh show me in uh they actually um some people did a, a video of it so i will link that in uh, could 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 you give like just a brief synopsis for the it's the yeah sure for audience? the people who 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 aren't on our who aren't on our Discord? Which, by the way, if you're interested, we have a Discord. <laughs> uh, it's basically two aliens, and they they are meeting and discussing, you know, after their reconnaissance, and uh, they they look like two humans, but they're they it becomes clear through the dialogue that they're aliens and he's like one of them's reporting to the other one and they're like well I've, I've studied all of them and they're made of meat and and the the other alien is just incredulous it's like surely you know they just have an outer casing of meat and inside is like a computer brain or something like this such uh, species and he's like no no you don't understand they talk by shooting wind through their meat. Uh, their all their thinking processes is meat. They're just meat. <laughs> it's pretty cool. awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I love the concept of. Uh, there's a lot of throughout like fictional media. There's the there's the puppet. Like there's the oh they're being controlled by this thing. But I just love the idea of like an eldritch game of quop. Like a, a being that has never <laughs> a being that has never had to walk before, like suddenly thrust into a fleshy shell. It's like, what would happen? It would probably collapse on its face in a hilarious manner. So there's probably there was probably an awkward few like hours of Herschel after getting consumed by the Rat King, just kind of like slamming into door frames and 
like just like he would get up and his back would just fold backwards, you know, probably kind of creepy, but also kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of like um, what is it? Real human basketball or whatever. Yeah, that game is. <laughs> just just, uh, just anything that takes the autonomic impulses that you have and makes them to, sets them to manual. Just imagine like, an, an ancient horror playing surgeon simulator. Like, God, uh, I pick it up, pick it up, turn the doorknob. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, all right, and and then the mystery for Blake's guy to solve on this one: uh, global climate change. Oh, um, th- that's not really a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, pretty well understood now if you want blake's guy to solve global climate change um oh i got some bad news <laughs> how hard could it be how yeah. hard could it be uh, come on come on it's easy I'm, I'm sure that if all of us just stop using plastic straws and you know walk to the corner store it will offset all of the horrible things that massive corporations do just take everyone take their air conditioning units and you just point them outside and you just crank them full blast and bam problem solved why hasn't anyone thought of that i know suck on that thermodynamics yeah just that big old ice cube just dump that bad boy into the arctic ocean uh futurama god bless you once again, Futurama. Any, I, there is nothing I can say that Futurama hasn't already said and ten times funnier. So, um, that 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 said, I feel like my previous comment may have been slightly dismissive. We should all do things to try and help with global climate change and be conscious of the impact that we have on the environment. But we should also hold other people accountable that are doing the worst stuff to it. So, that's my my two cents on that. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, gosh, that's a that, you're just throwing the heavy questions at us now, huh? <laughs> I, I I just don't like to be fatalistic about stuff like that, because I feel like it's real easy to just be like, you know, uh, not my, not my problem. I can't do anything up next. Why God is dead and you killed him <laughs> up next. The uh, lost youth and childhood. So how do you feel working yourself to death <laughs> up next? Trauma. <laughs> Up next, did your parents actually love you? The answer might surprise you. Don't change that dial. Coming up next is 60 minutes of a dental drill sounds. Oh my god, don't even, don't even oh. joke. Don't even joke. Alright, uh, on to the next question. Before we get too far in this existential rabbit hole. Uh, from Achillea, member of the cast and still asker of questions... She asks, would Mickey rather have one giant rat or a million rats tangled together at the tail? Hmm. Of all, of all, so for anybody that's curious, uh, Kale wanted to be here today, but uh, they are currently having uh, internet issues. So uh, we, we pray for a speedy recovery. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing when I hear this question that, that strikes me. I don't think they understand the magnitude of a million rats. Like, you can kill a giant rat with, like, a big stick or, like, a rock. I mean, if you're, like, quick. A million rats is a wave of flesh. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the feasibility of having one million rats uh, bound by the tail... That's, like, a really tight sphere. That's, like, some... That's some antimatter, like, density right there. there, There's a... I'm gonna science nerd out for a little bit. There's a there's a concept when it comes to like atoms, right? Where there's weak nuclear force that binds the center of the the atom together, all the neutrons and protons and stuff like that. But the reason that you don't see like certain isotopes that are just like massive is because after a certain point, there's literally not enough space around the atom for all of the stuff to be inside the range of that force and then they just fall apart so i feel like it's that but with rats but rats yeah yeah well well, you're thinking too literally you're thinking each rat as a separate thing why not have half a million rats inside half a million rats there you go you got a million rats in half the space it's rats all the way down (laughs) 
I, I just love how you like min-maxed rats just then. That's <laughs> what I do. We are looking for maximum rat efficiency. It's like it's like the Moore's law of rats. The number the number of rats in any given sphere doubles every six months. Yes, we need more rats. Gosh, I like rats. Rats are fun. Rats are cute. I I, I don't like. Have them. you seen the movie Willard? Yes, I've seen Willard. And you know what? They're cute. They're good. I like them. The rats did nothing wrong. They were trained to be hateful and murderous. They were kind. Anyway, that's my take on Willard. Yep. And for more hot takes on Willard, uh, yes, www.lakesky/willard. Yes. I, you know, you really bring up a good point. I need to actually get a website for us at some point. Probably, yeah. Did you yeah. guys know Michael Jackson did a song for the original Willard? No, I, no, I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's called Ben. Uh, my girlfriend loves Michael Jackson. I mean, all Michael Jackson. And, she, and that's when he was like a kid. Like, that is young Michael Jackson. It's this really sad, somber song. And we're listening to it on the radio. And she's like, yeah, this is uh, this was Michael Jackson. This is um, for Willard. And I'm like, wait, wait, hang on. The Killer Rat movie? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was blown away. God, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, what would be analogous to that. That would be, like... Beyonce just does a song for like Deep Blue Sea or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like imagine if like it was like a sci-fi original movie like Arctic Spider and like there's one original song by like Adele. And it's like this really soft, gentle love song. It's like, <laughs> what happened? Okay. To be fair, Michael Jackson kind of was just like that. I mean, he helped do some of the music for Sonic as well. Yeah, he did. That's true. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Man. What an interesting world we live in. Friggin' Captain EO. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it has been zero days since you thought of Captain EO. Yeah, re- reset the counter, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that just makes me think of the giant clock from Pacific Rim, but like... <laughs> it's a Captain EO event! Uh, it takes a thousand thrillers to make up for one Captain EO. A Category 5 Captain EO. <laughs> uh, Alright, before we... Before we go any further off the rails on this, from rats to uh, Captain EO. Uh, oh, yeah, we have a podcast to talk about, yeah. huh? Whoops. You know what? <laughs> People come here for the diversion. They stay for the podcast, all right? <laughs> People come here? <laughs> uh, the mystery for Blake's Guy to Solve. Uh, what did you and Gordon see on your walk? Uh, I'm assuming talking about the, quote, walk end quote from the last episode and uh, a gentleman never asks and a lady never tells. So, spill it. Wait. And an elephant never forgets. That's true. Uh, no, they they definitely saw uh, a lot of each other. Um, and don't worry about it. This is a family podcast. It is? Oh, Christ. I, I have a family and I make this podcast. There. I don't. I don't think that's what that. Okay. Uh. All right. And then, I think this is the last question that we. Oh, we got two more. We got two more. Disregard. Uh, this one is from Shay, and the question is, what works inspire you in bringing your characters to life? One of you. One of you wants to to go first. Um. Well, I only play the one character. I, I think I talked in a previous guy now about what inspired me, but basically, you know, uh, kind of a, a mix of uh, Doctor Doom, uh, you know, kind of like very superior, thinks he knows best. And I get inspired by a lot of uh, movies and books uh, in, in the genre, very, you know, noir style, or uh, Sherlock Holmes especially, kind of a Moriarty inspiration there as well uh i talked about wait are you done yes i'm sorry yeah that's pretty that's all i got all right i talked about um g-man and um edgar um but another interesting little bit of inspiration um i wanted to make herschel our racking herschel talk i wanted to make him deliberately trying to draw people out and that kind of stems from i love have you guys seen annihilation I have not, actually. 
So in Annihilation, there's a lot of creepy nonsense, but especially there's a there's a bear. It's a big mutated bear. And the bear, when it roars, clearly makes the sound of a human being screaming kind of mixed in with it. And I it's it's both they it has a human skull growing inside of its face, but also um I I love the idea of an of a creature using a call to draw a human closer. Um like a deer huh. like a deer call. You know, but like right. just basically just basically the opposite of what we normally do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love the idea of like if you're walking like downtown, you're someone go, hey, hey, over here. And you're like, what? And you just hear, hey, hey, over here. And it's like, what? Huh? And you turn the corner and there's an alien with a freaking deer call in its mouth. And then, yeah, I love I love the idea of trying to mimic a human to lure in prey. I think it would work better if it's a, hey, hey, over here. He said, that woman just took her shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Big boobs over here. I mean, it would work, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, it would work. You get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if you wanted to do the opposite, you would say, hey, uh, SJ's taking off his shirt over here and then just and that's the reason we have a pandemic. Uh, yeah, and it's also the reason that it's an audio medium. So, uh, yeah, got a face for radio. I thought you were just three ducks in a man costume. I mean, that's also true. The uh, so for for me, uh, I guess I'll, I'll talk about like again the the two aspects of it for Blake. Uh, I mean, Blake is just like the campiest noir voice that I could manage. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I love it. Mixed I, with a little I, Batman. Yeah, I don't wear hockey pants. <sighs> Swear to me. But uh, you know, I, I try to have like a, a mix of like the gruff, but also, and, but, for the record, uh, it should surprise no one that I am in no way an actual professional. Uh, voice actor uh uh you can't say that anymore you you get money to do this yeah bud that's what patreon you act is. with your voice you're a voice actor oh, God, and you're no. professional i've made the profession worse can't, by contributing can't to hide <laughs> can't hide but uh part of the problem um but yeah i don't know like i i like a little bit of like the camp and stuff like that but i don't i feel like i try really hard to still have a little bit of flexibility for emotional response and stuff like that, because I feel like you can't go too far into the growl, or else. Uh, yeah, it loses something. Yeah, it's real. It's real hard to console someone uh, when it sounds like you're just gargling growl. Which is why I original my original voice for August um, we scrapped because it uh, sounded a bit. Uh, I'll get you next time, Gadget. (laughs) (laughs) The fiendish Dr. Claw. (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of do love Brant Storm's uh, voice. Hmm. Yes, Brant Storm, gentleman thief. I I just always picture, like, Snively Whiplash. That that, that is 130. 30% 30% who I'm channeling every time I do that voice. I'm just waiting Man. for him to be like, come, Matley. <laughs> mm, you nincompoop. <laughs> uh, before someone comments, yes, that's Dick Dastardly, not Snidely Whiplash. You're so clever. You're so smart. Uh, okay, I'm done. Well, I, I don't think you understand. I'm here to rile up the fans. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, okay. You know what? I'm just going to say it. They're the same person. Snidely Whiplash eventually changes his name and becomes Dick Dastardly. Oh, the deepest and, and skin color, and I if, believe. And the fact that and the fact that you don't know that proves that you're not a real fan. Yeah. Come at me. Hey, remember that time when Alfred Molina played Dick Dastardly? Uh, no, Snidely Whiplash in the live action Dudley Do Right movie with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. He is. He, listen to me. That movie is is trash on fire. He is a he is a professional. He is a talented individual. That Alfred Molina. He he carries that movie on his back. 
It's like every movie Bruce Campbell's ever been in. Yes, exactly. He, he, he's he's always the best part of it, and he seems to be having just a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> the, the other half of it, obviously, that I was going to going to get into was aside from the vocal aspect the writing and stuff like that and one of the best things that i have found is that a lot of the the cast is really invested in their characters so it's not just me writing them a lot of the time uh kale has basically a character bible for uh mickey at this point uh and i know that ness and i have had pretty at length discussions about the the intent and the motivation of August Howard. So, uh, it's money. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's all money. Um, but like the, the works that inspire me, you know, uh, obviously there's like the, the kind of classic noir tropes of like, you know, the hard boiled detective, the damsel in distress, but I definitely don't want to just regurgitate those things. So I kind of see how the ball lies and, uh, twist and tweak and stuff like that uh, and just i don't know i try and tell an interesting story I, I think you're i think you've done a good job keeping the themes without playing the notes if that makes sense yeah i, I think i get what you're saying and then if we're, if we're getting into specific works uh i i've said it before i'll say it again uh everything that mike mignola makes uh hellboy bprd especially Lobster mm. Johnson, uh, informs every choice in my life. <laughs> yeah. Did Magnolia do Screw On Head? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Screw On Head. Calling Screw On Head. Uh, that, was that Paul Giamatti? Yes, that, was. that was Paul yeah, Giamatti. Was. Gosh, that, that was a trip. There was only one episode of it, and it had David Hyde Pierce as <laughs> Emperor Zombie. <laughs> I just made water in my pantaloons. <laughs> uh, I, I love David Hyde Pierce. He's he's a class act. Oh man, uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that I've seen the entire run of Frasier like eleven times. <laughs> I think it might. Oh, I, th I oh. think it might. I think, I think you actually are slowly becoming either Kelsey Grammer or David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> Well, one day I'll get the ritual, right? <laughs> one day. That's, that's actually what motivates August Howard is the becoming of Frasier. Yes. He wants a radio show where he gives advice. Uh, the irony being that his arch nemesis is a man that talks into a machine all day. <laughs> this is true. I, I, so I, I really enjoyed uh, from the last episode how Blake is like, Wanting to record, like he almost has a need for it. Can we talk about that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I I tried to make him sound as childish and petulant as possible in that line. <laughs> Mom, it's my turn to play the video games. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he he's he's definitely a big giant man baby when it comes to not getting his turn talking to to Webster. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? We 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 stand an icon sure, when it comes sure. to that. All right. I, he was just going to go into town and get some power converters. Blowing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. The mystery for Blake's guy to solve on this one: Why do my left socks keep disappearing? Well, haven't we had this one? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's a pretty common question. So. But th this is another person. Okay. So maybe their left socks are disappearing for a different reason. Okay. Not not the cats this time. You know, we ha uh, you, you brought it up. I thought that we were going to have X number of days without pet murder, but uh, we're, we're dangerously skirting close to it. Well, I didn't murder the cats. If anybody did it, it's probably Mickey. Listen, here's the thing. If your socks are disappearing, you gotta put out gnome traps. You take a little brandy and a little small glass, and you put a loaded shotgun next to it. <laughs> what? No, gnomes get famously suicidal. <laughs> if uh, listen, when you hear the bang at about three in the morning, 
you'll know it's worked. <laughs> then you then you just kind of nestle back into your covers. Yeah, you go back to at peace. That that makes me think of uh, something that I saw on Twitter recently, which was uh, was it the mouth was it the gun mouse trap. Yes, it was the gun yeah. mouse trap. I, I have not seen that. I'm not on Twitter much. It, basically, God. it's just like it's a it's a small tube with like a lever on the front of it as like a trigger. Uh, and the person just pours gunpowder and shot in, tamps it down, leaves it, and they take like a little stuffed mouse and they just like run it in front and hit the trigger and then it just blasts the thing just straight to hell. There was this beautiful period of history from like 1750 to like 1860 where, well, I mean, and beyond, but more so that, that, that those years where we figured out how to make guns out of them exploding all the time. Like we finally really nailed it down and gunsmiths just went wild. Just buck Like wild. just, just look, look up duck foot pistol. You know, when you want to hit four guys all standing in a wide line, like it's just incredible. They were just like, I'm going to put 18 barrels on this sucker. I don't give a damn. Um, it's, I'm on cocaine. It's the 1800s. <laughs> you know, I actually, actually, I was talking to my coworkers about this, uh, this week, actually. And I, I told them about that, that, that tweet and that video. And we we're like, and you know, the first guy that did this had, had to just be this opulent son of a gun that <laughs> was just like, I know I'll make him a rat. I'll make a rat trap out of a gun. And then like, he implements this and just in the middle of the night, gunshots are going off in his house and he hates it by like that point. All of his rich friends have like copied this. And he's like, I can't, I can't stop now. Like, I can't let them know that this was a horrible idea. I just like to imagine the inventor had guns do everything in his house. Like, he woke up, he's like, oh, time for breakfast. Just shot a gun at a carton of eggs and just splattered them onto a frying pan. <laughs> uh, at night, when it's time to put out the candle, he just shot the wick. Like, oh just just I, guns everywhere. Just bang, bang. It just... <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's basically like the beginning of like a Wallace and Gromit movie, but instead of like a yes. Rube Goldberg machine doing it's all these a things. Gun, it's a Gunberg machine. Gun Gunberg. <laughs> gun Gunberg, yes. The lesser known cousin of Rube Goldberg. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's a Brant uh, Strom villain. Gun Gunberg. Yeah, Brant. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. It's actually, no, it's actually going to be a member of his uh, criminal syndicate. <laughs> gun Gunberg. His parents were guns. <laughs> all right. It's evil criminal syndicate. Brant Storm, Gun Gunberg, and evil horse. <laughs> oh, you, you I mean you also forgot uh what crap, I blanked on his name. Uh n- n- our our secret character that uh probably shouldn't say in this, but I'm gonna anyway. Uh Pulaski. Mm. And find out more in Brant Storm and the Loch Ness Monster's Revenge. <laughs> Why does he tease the Loch Ness Monster so much? It's like a whole thing with that dude. Yeah, well, I mean who can say? Oh, God, I forgot. Speaking of, the next question is from Tenarv Emirates, which may or may not be Brant Storm backwards. Hmm. Oh, dang, dang, nabbit. Uh, the question is, hmm, what's Blake's perfect date? I guess everyone else can answer, too. His, per- His perfect date is probably just him talking into a recorder, honestly. Just just a lot of listening <laughs> to him. Well, um, Harshow's favorite day would probably be, you know, you sit down, you have a little spread, maybe a little nice candlelit dinner, it's quiet. Hey, you go out, you take a walk by the East River, you have a good time, maybe see a show. I don't know. It's, you know, there's some good stuff playing. And uh, then you uh, go home and get consumed by an ancient rat monster. <laughs> Like you do. Like you do, you know? And then you introduce her to your mom, and she gets eaten by the giant rat monster. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. But what what would uh what would the good professor's perfect date be? Honestly, probably you know, like a nice dinner at home and reading by uh the fireplace. I I feel like he's not a grandiose in his romantic endeavors. Well, I mean, uh, you know, everything we've seen so far definitely kind of indicates that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then I must also point out Blake's perfect date would be not with Brant Storm and with Gordon, his boyfriend. <laughs> On again, off again. Yeah. Well, they're, they're back together. They're Guess who's back? Back again. Gordon's back. Gordon's back. Don't don't tell Mickey O'Shea. <laughs> uh, Mickey got a little jealous, huh? Yeah, there's definitely something going on with Mickey. Um, I wonder what that's about. Ooh. <laughs> Unlock the $100 tier on the Patreon to find out. No, the $100 tier is the Rube tier, which we've talked about, and is us reading any fan fiction that the fans want. That's true. That's true. That's horrible. It's vile. Well, the good the good news is that I haven't actually put it on the Patreon, and I never will because that's God knows someone would God. do it. So just take um, a bunch of twenties, wrap them around a rock, and throw it through SJ's front window. That's how you unlock that tier. Don't throw it through my front window. At least throw it through the back window. <laughs> I live in here. <laughs> well, it's your fault for not having a money rock hole in your house. I do mean to keep getting a money rock hole. If you'd stop spending all your money on um, gun rat traps, then you might be able to afford it. Listen, I have not had a single rat in my house after buying those 18 gun rat traps. Unfortunately, you also have a lot of holes in your walls, but the rats are gone. And, uh, you know, uh, several of my pets have been injured. Uh, oh, well, we got to the pet murder. Hey, Mazel Tov. <laughs> I didn't do it this time. I, I did it. Strike, strike the calendar. Uh, we have we have to reset. Uh, we've we are zero days without pet pet murder in in uh, uh, Willard. Yeah, you need to give one of these guys a pet. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no pets in the podcast. That's true. Um, you need you need a comedic talking animal sidekick. It worked for Sailor Moon. Yeah, it worked for all anime. You need friggin' Jabberjaw up in there. <laughs> yeah, just we'll just get a uh God, I mean what what hasn't been covered? There's a bullfrog that sounds like Sean Connery. Alright, yeah, because I was gonna say we've obviously got dogs have been done to death. Uh cat, you know, Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um Blake, that no good Mickey O'Shea is up to bad business. Now you're just making me think of Dragonheart, though. <laughs> I am the last bullfrog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to kill him, you have to kill me. And, and then that just makes me think of the part where uh, it the which Quaid is it in that? I can't remember. Uh, Aren't they all the same? Is it Randy? I think it's Randy. Let me get that good good typing content and cookity clack, cookity clack down the track. It's lots and lots of trains. It's Dennis Quaid. Uh, it is. Oh, Quaid. yeah. So you get that part where like Dennis Quaid petulantly is just like I had everything under control <laughs> yeah. Randy Quaid was the Quaid from uh, Independence Day yeah yes. that's it hello boys he, <laughs> he flies a jet into the dragon from Dragonheart <laughs> <laughs> tune in for the next Sky Mail oops all Quaids <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, the, all the cast members have been replaced by members of the Quaid family yes it's 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 Quaidorama. The mystery for Blake's got to solve on this one. Did you get that package I sent you? I'm worried it might run out of air. I couldn't afford same-day shipping. I couldn't poke air holes because I'm afraid the water would leak out. And now I'm just... I'm just left with nothing but questions. <laughs> uh, I think he mailed you a bullfrog. A magical talking bullfrog. Uh, a magical that talking bullfrog. That sounds bull like Sean Connery. Oh, God. Well, now it's officially part of the podcast. There we go. Uh, I mean, it's dead because uh, Blake hasn't been at his... It sounded like Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, because Blake hasn't been at his office since uh, being murdered. So That's true. That, that <laughs> He just gets back to the office, opens up a package. You sent me a dead bullfrog. Why is, why is, there, why is there a note that says, I sound like yeah, Sean Connery? Who sent me this bullfrog skeleton? Why is there a note that says, I shound like Sean Connery? <laughs> how, how do you write like Sean Connery? You just make an SH. I mean, you, 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 an S. you also just get really drunk beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, oh Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> God. Why? 
Because somewhere, uh, somewhere, a certain friend of ours is listening to this. And he's making the face. <laughs> and he's making the face. Listener, look up Sir Billy, the animated movie about him saving the last beaver in Scotland. Look it up. Oh, God. He's riding a skateboard on the cover. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that actually rounds out the mailbag. Uh, you know what? I feel like uh, I feel like this is like the most efficient mailbag team that we've had. Uh, yeah. So k- kudos. Uh, wow. You- if I'm on the team and it's most efficient as I'm rambling about Willard and Michael Jackson and Captain EO, man, you have an inefficient mailbag team, my dude. L- listen. We're not good at this, okay? <laughs> Holy Toledo. I, I'm still surprised you put them up. The mailbags. Yeah. I, trust me, I, I don't want to. Uh, I'm literally held at gunpoint every mid-month uh, to post these. It's all those rat traps you have out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually the rats using the rat traps to hold me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, being, I'm being squeaked at uh, not to say that. And that I'm actually doing this of my own volition. Yeah. They're adapting. <laughs> They've adapted. Uh, so, I guess now that we've we've got through the questions, uh, this is the part where uh, if you've got anything you want to plug, if you want to, uh, you know, talk to the to the loyal listeners, the fans, or the people that just for some reason picked this as the first thing to listen to out of this podcast. Um. Sure. Uh. You can follow me on Twitter at um, Voices by Zane. Um, I make tons of auditory shit posts. Uh, oop, can we swear? <laughs> Bad time to ask. <laughs> he, he edits them out. No, uh, I, 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 will, I will edit it. It's fine. Okay. You, I, you, you cannot do worse than Kale, who put in 13 F-bombs nice. in one episode, and I missed 11 of them. <laughs> And then uploaded it, <laughs> and then went back and refound them, and re-edited and re-uploaded. Anyway, I mean, I do a lot of silly voice acting. Um, I also will post any sort of long ongoing series they do there, any podcasts. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, I recommend a podcast. Uh, Less is more. I'm gonna be in a few episodes in the in the near future. Um, and it is as someone who's read a lot of the scripts, it is some quality content, my people. So take a look at Less is more. Uh, a very fun, silly, but dark show. Podcast. What's that uh what's that podcast about? Uh it is about a uh, agender ghoul named Riley. And ghouls, as you may know, eat human flesh. And Riley ate the corpse of a nickelback fan who died at a nickelback concert in the nineties, Evelyn, and now Riley is haunted by the ghost of Evelyn in their basement in Miami. Not Miami, just Florida. Tallahassee. Tallahassee, that's it. Where a whole bunch of weird stuff goes down. They have lots of silly guests, uh, dead celebrities. And together, they make podcasts. And they make podcasts. Demons, dead celebrities, uh, tech bros. Todd. Very, it's a very good time. Uh, they have, they have like six or seven episodes out, I believe now, and it is a quality content, and it's only going to get better, I assure you. So, less is more. Take a look. Yeah, and I, I will 100% uh vouch for that as well a uh, bunch of good people over there and they've actually done a whole lot for promoting us getting us listeners so the least we can do is send the people that listen to them right back to them <laughs> there we go that's the way she goes it's, uh the ouroboros <laughs> the ouroboros the snake sucking its own daughter complete global saturation <laughs> uh uh ness you got anything for the good people at home any Pearls of wisdom. Uh, any anything you'd like to plug? Any recommendations? Uh, Ness Rocker on Twitter. I don't do anything though. Uh, for all the fans, uh, tweet your favorite emoji at Ness Rocker until he posts something. It's all gonna be eggplants, isn't it? That's what kids do. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's. Eggplants all the way down. What about you, SJ? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, nope. Uh, nope. I can't think of a single thing. Uh, like skies cancel. But yeah, actually, uh, that was yeah. Uh, I've decided uh, fiction is dead, and uh, I'm just gonna 
collect things now. I don't know. Uh, no. Um, the so uh, I got a couple suggestions, recommendations, people that have uh, supported the show, and I'd love to you know return the favor. Uh, Lakeshore and Limbo is another great podcast in addition to Less Is Morgue that uh, friends of the show and. It is an actual play podcast in which a golden era of film detective, uh, well, a golden era of film star is now a detective and works with a crotchety old alchemist and a thief who used to be a cat. Nice. And together they fight crime. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's them. There's uh, Flying in the Face of Fate, which... Uh, another podcast, uh, very slice of life fantasy, that uh, is run by Mary, who is a patron of the show. Which actually brings me to the next shameless plug, which is our Patreon. Uh, over on Patreon, the link is in the pinned tweet for us. Uh, it basically the the whole purpose of the Patreon is just to support the operational cost of the show. Right now, it doesn't really you know we don't really have any merch. We don't really advertise or anything like that everything for running the show kind of comes out of my pocket which i'm totally fine with but if you feel like kicking something our way to kind of subsidize the cost that's where it's going and you get cool things like i actually write uh personalized stories for your noir sonas and stuff like that depending on the amount that you contribute and uh anything that actually you know, assuming we ever get to the point, goes over the operational costs. It's just going to go into a trust for the podcast so that maybe someday, you know, when uh, the world is right and no longer dark and terrible, you know, we could, like, go to conventions or, you know, pay for merch or stuff like that. That would be cool. If you have any ideas for merch, feel free to tweet at Jack Or me. I probably won't yeah, read it. Or, or, you know, like, just everybody. Just, just... Go through your entire follow and followers list <laughs> and just tweet out. I would really love to see this Blake Sky merch. Yeah, if you have an idea for Blake Sky merch, uh, just go ahead and tweet that right at the president. Just <laughs> right at him. Right uh, at him. Cannon style. Yeah, just right in his face. Cannonball right coming. In his face. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, I think that's all my shameless plugs. Uh, as always, you know, stay safe. Uh, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones and everything like that, and yeah, just just be good to each other. Be excellent to each other. Take care of yourself and each other. Buy gold! <laughs> Buy, <laughs> Buy and also bury gold. Yep. Buy gold! <laughs> Alright. Until next time. Bye-bye! Bye! 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 <laughs>